0: The only way a person gets their name written in the Lamb's Book of Life that belongs to Jesus Christ is by being born again in Him. But the Bible is also very clear that in this same book, a person may have their name blotted out or erased if they don't overcome the world, if they don't leave behind their sinful ways and completely change their lives around through this faith in Christ. Hello and welcome to another message from the Latter Rain Ministries where we're dedicated to sharing Jesus Christ and his truth with the world. As part of today's message, we'll be talking about staying the course. It should be quite apparent to everyone that we are experiencing the end times that the Bible talks about. We are living in perilous times where those that understand and are wise in Christ are encouraged to stay the course. But those that are wicked will continue doing wickedly, not because God has sentenced them to do that, but because they will choose to do so. If we truly want to receive those things that God has for those that love Him, it is necessary to stay the course and follow Christ faithfully. Today's message is based on the book of Daniel, chapter 12. Let us go to the Lord in prayer together. Lord, Heavenly Father, Mighty God, I praise you, I worship you, I glorify you and exalt you, O Lord, for there is no one like you. Lord, you are worthy to be praised and exalted above all things. Lord God, I praise you and I give you thanks for your love and your mercy and your grace for all those things that you have given us through your son, Jesus Christ, starting by giving him as a sacrifice for our sins, so we could be forgiven, so that we could have eternal life. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray, O Lord, that you may please forgive my sins and my wrongs. Forgive me, O Lord God, Heavenly Father. Forgive us, O Lord, as a people, for everything that we do wrong. I pray in the name of Jesus, O Lord, for your guidance. I pray, Heavenly Father, that you may give us soft hearts, and an open mind. Help us, O Lord, to be attentive to your voice, that it may not be my voice or my words, but your word, Heavenly Father. Convince us through your word and through your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Today's key passage is from the book of Daniel, chapter 12. This is the word of the Lord. Those who are wise shall shine like the brightness of the firmament, and those who turn many to righteousness like the stars for ever and ever. But you, Daniel, shut up the words and seal the book until the time of the end. many shall run to and fro, and knowledge shall increase. Then I Daniel looked, and there stood two others, one on this river bank and the other on that river bank. and one sent to the man clothed in linen who was above the waters of the river. How long shall the fulfillment of these wonders be? Then I heard the man clothed in linen, who was above the waters of the river, when he held up his right hand and his left hand to heaven, and swore by him who lives forever, that it shall be for a time, times, and half a time. And when the power of the holy people has been completely shattered, all these things shall be finished. Although I heard, I did not understand. Then I said, My Lord, what shall be the end of these things? And he said, go your way, Daniel, for the words are closed up and sealed to the time of the end. Many shall be purified, made white and refined, but the wicked shall do wickedly and none of the wicked shall understand, but the wise shall understand. And from that time that the daily sacrifice is taken away and the abomination of desolation is set up, there shall be one thousand two hundred and ninety days. Blessed is he who waits and comes to the 1,335 days, but you go your way till the end, for you shall rest and will rise to your inheritance at the end of the days. If there is one thing we always need to keep in mind is that God's prophecies are sure. God's word will be fulfilled and usually in more than one way. There's always a spiritual sense on how his word is fulfilled. The word is also fulfilled individually and as a group. And of course, there is a physical and very literal sense. And sometimes his word can even be fulfilled more than once depending on the situation. We have to keep in mind that God's word is more than just words on a piece of paper or in today's case, data being shown on a screen somewhere. God's word is the person of Jesus Christ. As it is written, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him nothing was made that was made. And in the Word do all things consist as it is also written. For by him all things were created that are in heaven and that are on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. All things were created through him and for him, and he is before all things, and in him all things consist. And so the very existence of all things in the past, present, and future, and as well in the physical and spiritual worlds, all things are dependent on the person of Jesus Christ. That is why the word of God has so many ways in which it can be realized and experienced. And that is why we need to be so mindful of it or rather of him. Having said this, we read today of things that point to a certain end. The book of Daniel as a book of prophecy gives us some insight as to what will happen towards the end times of this world. We read in chapter 12 of at least two instances that reflect end times fulfillment or signs of the end. Daniel chapter 12, verse 4 says again, But you, Daniel, shut up the words and seal the book until the time of the end. Many shall run to and fro, and knowledge shall increase. This is a prophecy that is already being fulfilled and has been occurring for some time. The inference that it makes by saying many shall run to and fro could be speaking of travel across the earth. In today's age, thanks to the different modes of transportation, any person can basically travel anywhere and quite easily to any point of the world. Thanks to planes, the entire globe can be traveled in a matter of hours, rather than days or even weeks as in times past. It can also mean that people will travel to and from all over the world in search of something, maybe a certain measure of peace or relief, but of course, they will not find it because it is impossible to have true peace without God in a person's life. Everything in this world is illusionary or momentary, but nonetheless, People will try to find it on their own in one way or another and will travel the world to try to achieve that fulfillment. And the other aspect of this verse that has to do with fulfilled prophecy is the fact that knowledge has increased. Science and technology have evolved at an exponential rate since the 1800s and until today. Da Vinci had ideas on flight back in the 1480s, but man began to effectively fly thanks to the Wright brothers in 1903 at Kitty Hawk, North Carolina. And from that moment on, man has continued designing and improving to the point that space travel became possible, where we now have again a space race that is quite active where different nations and even companies are involved. Outside of flight, we have the invention of electricity in 1879, which spawned all kinds of development after that, where it all started with a light bulb, and now we have nuclear, wind, hydro, and solar energy, powering millions upon millions of people's homes and businesses throughout the world. And of course, we have computers, where things that were unthinkable just a few decades ago are now within the reach of children, whether it started in mainframes and occupied entire rooms and buildings had become obsolete. And we now even have smartphones which have even more capabilities than those large previous machines. Incredible amounts of information and data can be received and transferred in less than a moment anywhere on the planet. We can undoubtedly say that knowledge has in fact increased, just as a verse says it so clearly and plainly. But together with all of that, we also have other fulfillment of scripture that is becoming a reality and will continue steadily as it has been, and that is explained in verse 1 of chapter 12, where it says again, And there shall be a time of trouble, such as never was since there was a nation, even to that time. Even though the human race has had incredible advancement, we have always encountered incredible trouble. And as it was described, such like the world had never seen before. In the past two centuries, the world has seen the greatest wars ever fought. In two occasions, the entire world had been at war within itself, such as World War I and World War II. And World War I was known as the war to end all wars. But that was certainly not the case because in a few short years after, World War II broke out where millions upon millions of lives were lost. It is estimated that World War II claimed over 75 million lives between military personnel and civilians many of whom died because of deliberate genocide, massacres, mass bombings, disease, and starvation. And shortly after that, there was this little incident called the Cuban Missile Crisis in 1962, where both the United States and the Soviet Union were just moments away from a nuclear holocaust. And who is to say that we are far away from experiencing that again today? where the world has now nine countries, at least the ones that we know of, with nuclear capabilities, with warheads that can kill millions of people almost instantly. Outside of wars and rumors of wars, as the Bible puts it in another place, we have sickness and disease, social anarchy, destruction of the family, substance abuse, and so many of the things that trouble both individuals and our entire civilization. There is no place on earth that anyone can say that there is true peace. There is always some sort of issue or problem in every single person's life, either caused by the environment they live in or self-inflicted. And I'm afraid to say that this will continue getting worse and worse, no matter how much people try to fix things. You can see that so very plainly in the drug ads on TV today where they advertise these wonderful new medications that can supposedly cure and or help cope with diseases that had no treatment. Yet they give you warnings where these same wonder drugs can have a host of side effects that could even kill you in some cases. There is a clock that has already started counting down many years ago. Daniel chapter 12 verse 11 said this, And from the time that the daily sacrifice is taken away and the abomination of desolation is set up, there shall be 1,290 days. When the daily sacrifices were stopped in Israel was the day that the countdown to the end started. And this happened in 70 AD when Rome destroyed the temple and Jerusalem itself. There are those that think that both the daily sacrifice being taken away and the abomination of desolation was set up at the same time due to Rome being who they were, a highly pagan and brutal empire, crushing everything in its path and attributing their successes to false gods and idols. Rome was an abomination as an empire, killing, enslaving, and subjecting most of the known world. Now, I know that typically many people are probably more concerned about the 1,290 days and the 1,335 days and what they mean. And they get more wrapped up on trying to understand the, the when. But I would not worry about that much right now if I were you. The when is irrelevant at this point because the prophecies are already being fulfilled and we have more to worry about individually than the global picture. The only thing you and I should be concerned with is what kind of people are we that is referred to in the passage. That should be the greatest concern individually because that is what will determine what will happen with you now and more importantly, in the future. We see mainly two kinds of people and they're defined by what they do and they are the wicked and the wise. The wicked are defined as those that will be awakened to shame and everlasting contempt so they don't have a bright future. It also says that the wicked shall do wickedly and that none of the wicked will understand, which means that there will come a time that no matter what happens, no matter what some people are told and how many different ways the Lord tries to get them to turn away from their evil ways, they will not listen. They will become so set in their sinful ways that there is no turning them, not because God has set them in that manner, but because of their own hard and unrepentant hearts. And how are the wicked defined? The Bible explains that salvation is only possible through being born again in Christ by repenting and converting from all sins and making Jesus the effective Lord of our lives, meaning that a person has submitted their will to the Lord completely and fully, and they look to do just as he says. And so the wicked are defined by doing the opposite. When a person is unwilling to repent and convert from all their sins, when a person does not want to fully surrender to the Lord's direction, then that they are just looking to fulfill their own desires and wishes without any kind of regard for God and his principles. Basically, God is not in first place in their lives, and they just do however they please. That is how the wicked are defined according to the Bible standard. The moment a person puts their goals ahead of God's plan for their life is the moment a person is following down the path of wickedness. Most people think that sin is doing something socially unacceptable like killing another human being, but that is not what the Bible teaches. Yes, It is a bad thing to kill another person. But there are other things that the Bible teaches that are also unacceptable to the Lord, like adopting a sinful lifestyle, practicing those things that do not please God. That is wickedness also. This is what the Bible teaches in Galatians chapter 5. I say then, walk in the spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lusts of the flesh, for the flesh lusts against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh, and these are contrary to one another, so that you do not do the things that you wish. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are evident, which are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envy, murders, drunkenness, revelries, and the like, of which I told you beforehand, just as I told you in times past, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such, there is no law. And those who are Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. So if a person is practicing those things that are sinful, they will not inherit the kingdom of God. And so... What defines the wise? If we look again at our key passage, the wise are defined as the people that shall be delivered, all those who are found written in the book. The book that is being mentioned here is the book of life that Revelation talks about where it says, but there shall by no means enter it anything that defiles or causes an abomination or a lie, but only those who are written in the Lamb's book of life. The only way a person gets their name written in the Lamb's Book of Life that belongs to Jesus Christ is by being born again in Him. But the Bible is also very clear that in this same book, a person may have their name blotted out or erased if they don't overcome the world, if they don't leave behind their sinful ways and completely change their lives around through this faith in Christ. We need to stay the course in Christ. Revelation chapter 3 says, He who overcomes shall be clothed in white garments, and I will not blot out his name from the book of life, but I will confess his name before my Father and before his angels. And so the wise are those that have converted to the Lord and are subject to Jesus' lordship and have also overcome the world, thereby running the race faithfully until the end. Starting strong is important to the Lord, but we also need to finish strong with an immovable faith. We need to remain faithful until the end. The wise are also defined as those that will shine like the brightness of the firmament. Those who turn many to righteousness will shine like the stars forever. That is also mentioned when Jesus himself said that we need to be the light of the world and that means that our lives should be guides for others to come to Christ. So it's not just about saving ourselves, but we also need to be concerned with helping others around us coming to Jesus. The faithful in Christ, the wise help others come to Jesus so they can also be saved. And finally, the wise are also defined as those that shall be purified, made white and refined, and that they will understand God's ways. The purification and being made white and refined Consist of trials and tribulations. The Bible says that we are to be tried like gold and the only way that happens, the only way gold is cleansed is through fire. The fire of trials and tribulations go beyond experiencing consequences for our own wrongdoings. Those are exactly that, consequences. The fire of trials and tribulations mean the persecution that comes for doing that which is right, for standing up for what pleases the Lord, and paying the price that comes with sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ. The Bible says in Matthew chapter 5 the following, Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when they revile and persecute you, and say all kinds of evil against you falsely for my sake. Rejoice and be exceedingly glad, for great is your reward in heaven, for so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. I'm not going to lie to you, nor set you up for failure, by creating unrealistic and unbiblical expectations. Following the Lord is not easy. There is a price to be paid here on earth for doing that which is right before the Lord. The world does not like God, nor can they accept his ways because it goes against everything they stand for. That's why it is impossible for a wise person in Christ to say that they love the Lord, yet support and practice those things that go against God. It is impossible to call love those things that are an abomination to God, like sexual immorality, fornication, adultery, and sexual deviance such as homosexuality and lesbianism and all of the other letters and words people use to define their preferences today. The world will say that this is all good and acceptable and they will persecute the wise in Christ for standing up against those things that go against the Lord. But God is the one that judges and the world will have no power or authority in that judgment. The world may take our lives here on earth, but God is the one that will judge and reward those that live wisely according to his standards. That is the wisdom the wise in Christ have that will justify them before God Almighty through Jesus Christ our Lord, those of us that are concentrating more on the coming world than on the here and now and trying to fit in the world's expectations and demands. The end is unavoidable, and it is near, and all we can do is be ready for it. If a person turns away from God's ways, that will have its consequences. But if a person stays the course, no matter what, they will inherit those things that only God can give, those things that go beyond this world and its temporary pleasures and delights. The main question you should be asking yourself now is, am I wicked or am I wise? And it should probably go further. Am I following the world's ways or am I following God's ways? Have I been truly born again in Christ where I am subjecting my life daily to the Lord's direction and the Holy Spirit's promptings or am I still dead in my sins, following my own desires and working to fulfill my own wishes and wants? Those are the questions that we need to sincerely ask ourselves. And I say ourselves because we should test ourselves. We should be critical with ourselves because we need to think about what is at stake here. This isn't a game. This isn't fiction. The end is near and it is unavoidable. And every single person will give an account for their actions, whether good or evil. There are no exceptions. The Bible tells us this. Then I saw a great white throne and him who sat on it, from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away. And there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, standing before God, and books were opened, and another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged according to their works by the things which were written in the books the sea gave up the dead who were in it and death and hades delivered up the dead who were in them and they were judged each one according to his works then death and hades were cast into the lake of fire this is the second death and anyone not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire and the bible also says Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is man's all. For God will bring every work into judgment, including every secret thing, whether good or evil. And so, have you come to Christ to have all of your sins forgiven? And if you have come to the Lord for a new life, are you in fact living a new and different life? looking to fear God and to keep his commandments understanding that God will judge you and that every secret thing will come out whether good or evil and if you have chosen to follow the Lord I urge you to stay the course and to overcome the world through the Lord and through the promptings and guidance of the Holy Spirit through the word of God let us pray Lord Heavenly Father, help us to understand the times that we're living in. Help us to understand that we need to be more aware than ever. Help us to understand that the end is near. It is here. We are living it. We are breathing it. We are seeing it right now. Help us to be, to Lord God, to live a reality. Not to be like the ostrich that we just put our heads in the sand or, or or make like nothing's happening or this is the way the world has always been that is not the case we are living in the end times and we need to think seriously what we are doing with our lives as christians we need to understand that we will give an account before you almighty god for our actions Heavenly Father, help us to be mindful. Help us, O Lord, to understand the reality that one day we will stand before your throne and that you will ask us, what is it that we have done for you? Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus if there are people that are listening right now that have yet to come to have that relationship, that have yet to come to be born in Christ, I pray in the name of Jesus that they may do so right now, that they may be able to repent from all of their sins and that they may put their lives in the hands of Almighty God through Jesus Christ, that they may surrender to the Lordship of Jesus Christ right now in this very instant Heavenly Father. Lord God, this is a time for decision. This is a time to be able to make up our minds and to clearly understand what is it that we are willing to follow and to live for and to die for if it is necessary. Help us, O Lord, to understand that you are the one true God and that there is no one like you and that no one has done the things that you have done for us, starting with your Son, Jesus Christ for sending him to die on the cross, taking our place and paying for our sins so that we could have eternal life through him. Thank you for your love and your mercy and your grace. Heavenly Father, help us to understand and to live life accordingly, Lord God. Help us, O Lord, to be wise before you, Lord God, and to not think so much about the here and now, but what is it that will happen after with us? Help us, O Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Please join us again next time as we look into God's Word together. And if you have any questions or just need some prayer, please email us through our website. If you want to listen to other messages, you can go to our website or look for our podcast in the Apple iTunes store under The Latter Rain Ministries to subscribe. Letter Rain Ministries is a self supporting Christian ministry dedicated to sharing Jesus Christ and His truth with the world. The Lord is near. May God bless you.